All right, it's nap time, ladies and gentlemen. Do what? Uh, we have a ton of stuff tonight. Trump town hall meeting. A lot of Epstein stuff here. Still keeps making the news. Richard Dreyfus. Nobody here knows who Richard Dreyfus is besides me. I've heard the name. Richard Dreyfus. Old... Dreyfus. Dreyfus. Whatever you want to call dude. him. Yeah, he, Mr. Holland's opus. Nobody knows what that is. But <laughs> I do knows not Jaws. know what that is. Jaws. He was in Jaws, and he was in American Graffiti. Yeah, I'm going to see a picture of him. Well, he'll be. Wasn't he on graffiti? Wasn't he? I re- I remember now. Yeah, he was in the backseat of the the bug. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So, anyways, did y'all see the town hall meeting? Did you watch it? I did. It did not go the way they thought it would. It's amazing they still expect things to go their way. Could you imagine Joe Biden in, in any kind of setting like that with, with someone coming at him to that degree? He couldn't even speak. He'd. Oh. Well, you'd, you'd have to imagine it because it will never happen. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we got a couple of these we'll play. Uh, I don't know which one you want to do first, but there's there's quite a few, and they're all pretty rich. <laughs> the uh, quote-unquote moderator, dude, she talks like a high school, like a high school or middle school level, the way, like very antagonistic. And at one point, I think we'll hear it on here. What do you call her, a nasty person? I think so. <laughs> She's a very patronizing biatch, but yeah. Go ahead and roll some of these. First Back to what happened on that day. He you said did you not weren't. Say that. You said, he has testified that, Mr. He President. He did not say that. But you said you weren't very involved that day. You did tell your supporters to come to Washington. You tweeted about it, about sure, that speech that happened on the rally. Am I allowed so when to they, say that? When they went to the Capitol and they were breaking into the Capitol, smashing windows, injuring police officers, why did, you, why did it take you three hours to tell them to go home? I don't believe it did. Oh, let me pull it out. I have to pull it out. <laughs> so, so if you look at, on January 5th, the day before, I said, please support our Capitol Police and law enforcement. They are truly on the side of our country. Stay peaceful. Stay peaceful. This was the day before, and this was in the form of Twitter. Now use truth, truth social. I think it's far superior, okay? I hope everybody's <laughs> on I hope everybody's on truth. Uh, if you look January 6th, this is at two, before 2.30, I am asking for everyone at the U.S. Capitol to remain peaceful. This is right after, as it was happening. But what happened is they took it down. I don't know why. I think they took it down because it was so good. They didn't like it being up there. (laughs) I am asking, this is, and we didn't know until I got it back, because now I have 90 million people waiting for me to go back, but I'm on truth, and I'm staying on truth. Listen, (laughs) I am asking for everyone at the U.S. Capitol to remain peaceful. No violation. We want no violation. We want no violence. Remember, we are the party of law and order. Respect the law and our great men and women in blue. Thank you. That was at 2.30. That was very early. Mr. President, I looked at the same timeline that you did. Once no, I know, it was but you clear, didn't report that. You know why? Because it was taken down. We did report down. it. I, I was reporting that It was that taken thing. down and it wasn't. But when it was down. clear. Yeah, that's, that's why they took it down is so that the, the exact things that are happening would happen. Then one of the things that. Back pro- to what pro- happened pro- on that day. You pro- said you weren't. Say that. You said, he was, has to- okay, what's happening here? Is this a technical difficulty? Mm. 
Well, she said, oh, an, an injury, she slipped in, the, an injuring police officers again. That's kind of a, a young person's tactic yeah. to just keep on, you know, running on and, you know, slipping them quick jabs in. When did y'all ever care about police officers being injured in the summer of exactly. St. George Kirby? Like, that's not even a thing that you even remotely go flying rats ass about. So, yeah. What's next? Hit, hit me with another one. A Manhattan jury found that sure. you sexually abused the writer E. Jean Carroll and defamed her. You've denied this. But what do you say to voters who say it disqualifies you from being president? Well, there aren't too many of them because my poll numbers just came out and they went up. <laughs> okay. I think I'm, I think I'm, I'm the only person in history who had a charge like that. And the, usually you, you leave office, you say, I'm sorry, but I'm going to back home. I'm back home to my family and everything. I'm going to be resigned. My poll numbers went up, and they went up with the other fake charge, too. Because what's happening is they're doing this for election interference. This woman, I don't know her. I never met her. I have no idea who she is. I had a picture taken years ago with her and her husband, nice guy, John Johnson. He was a newscaster, a very nice man. She called him an ape. Happens to be African-American. Called him an ape. The judge wouldn't allow us to put that in. Her dog or her cat was named Vagina. The judge wasn't allowed to put that in. All of these things. He would, but with her, they could put in anything. Access. Yeah, the, the only place that a jury would find him guilty of any of those things was in 95% Democrat Manhattan. And the lady also, had, there were some unearthed uh, tweets she had posted, and one of them, and I'll, we don't have it up, but it was uh, sometimes, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but it was the gist of it was, uh, when I want to have sex, I take the uh, a cue from my dog and uh, chase him till he gets tired, then jump on. Like, and then remember, this is the. I mean, you can tell by looking at this woman; she's that crazy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, she was. And we covered it at the time uh, when she she was on Anderson Cooper talking about this stuff. And you know, rape. It's one of the things he said was quote unquote rape is sexy. Oh, rape is sexy. And it was so, it was very weird. And they had to cut, they cut to a commercial at least once, I think twice, because they were trying to regroup because it was going so badly. Um, obviously, this was a, a jury stack full of well, abs- absolute partisans. Didn't they cut the whole thing short? Because. No, that, I'm talking about her interview on, on Anderson oh, Cooper okay. a few years ago. Yeah, they did cut this short, yes. Right. Because it's supposed to be 90 minutes. Yeah, and that, I think they chopped twenty minutes off of it. Right. it was, and I guess the the consensus is is because it wasn't going like they thought it would go. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, and so there's multiple clips of this panel. We hit that thirty one second one. So this is uh, what do they call this? Uh, like a, not a focus group. There's a name for it, but uh, exit panel. So uh, this is uh, ex- an exit panel comprised of eight people. How many females you got there? One, two, three. Three females and uh, five males. <clears throat> so yeah, this and again, they're patronizing them and trying to like blatantly lead these questions. It's so obvious and ridiculous. But yeah, let's let's listen to it. Does it bother you that he keeps talking about 2020 and not 2024? I'll ask you first. This is Jonathan Leslie. He's 40, Republican, voted for Trump twice. How do you feel about those lies? So I feel like part of it's also the media narrative, as you guys asked him the first question at the town hall about the 2020 election rather than current stuff. So don't you think you could say it's time for me to start talking about 2024 and not lies that aren't true? Couldn't the media ask him a question about 2024? Well, there were questions, but you're right. That was the first thing, but that's something that was on our mind. And that's why I was asked first. Is it bothering It was something on your mind. 
You yeah. wanted to, it was on your mind. You asked him about it, but you wanted to quit talking about it. See, about those lies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he threw that in there twice. Mm-hmm. You got to get that jab in at him. That's, that's well, exactly. But the th- And I think that's why his poll numbers continue to go up is because people are starting to realize what actually happened and how... Uh, because <laughs> we'll get into the poll numbers in a minute. Pe- people, people are becoming more increasingly aware of what's going on. And poll numbers for both indicate as such. And in fact, I was reading earlier that uh, DeSantis is trailing Trump even in the state of Florida, which was, I find funny. But wow, uh, his team yeah. came out and, and uh, tweeted a bunch of stuff that was pretty, pretty um, disturbing to see coming from from you know Team DeSantis because uh, they're basically trashing Trump on some of the stuff that transpired in this idiotic uh, lawsuit. But what a Mickey Mouse campaign! Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty pun intended. Yes. Okay. That's funny. Uh, do we have a? Uh, do you have another one from that exit poll? Or exit, uh, well, as far as DeSantis is involved, it, it, just show us what Republicanism can do in the state of Florida while supporting Trump yes. for twenty twenty four, and then after he wins, buddy, buddy up, and then you know come twenty twenty eight. DeSantis can be at the top of the ticket. Yeah, you hear that all the time everywhere you go. I heard a guy saying that yesterday at the office, and the difference would be, man, and I think this is a big problem with with Trump, and Trump supporters have seen a a severe and utter lack of loyalty in his cabinet and otherwise, people that turn on him Mm -hmm. routinely. And the fact that DeSantis is showing a lack of loyalty now is not a good indication to me. Not only that, um, he uh, has support from... uh, a litany of people that have supported the establishment, like George Bush donors. I'm not interested in that. Like, kick the can down the road, keep getting involved in foreign affairs. The same old level of corruption that we've seen for our entire lifetimes. DeSantis, is, I'm not saying that, that he's necessarily cut from that cloth himself, but he's being funded by people that are. Mm-hmm. That's not a good sign. And no. again, that's also... You know, it, it coincides and works hand in hand in total conjunction with his lack of loyalty. I, I, I'm not a I'm not really a fan of that guy. Yeah, I'm not a fan of him either. But I, I guess what I'm trying to get to is why do we waste our time fighting each other when we've got bigger fish to fry? Because the establishment that's the thing the establishment doesn't want Trump in there. Yeah, if they did, true. he would be in there, and that's why we're not fighting ourselves. You've got one guy that did right by the voter, just one, and there's only one of them. The media, the entire media industrial complex is coming after one guy. And don't don't get me wrong; they'll come after DeSantis too if 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 he was to get the nomination, which mm-hmm. at this current point doesn't is not a reality currently. Well, they would come after. They would announce that he's going to run yet, right? And but if if he was to get the nomination and Trump was not, they would come after him. Would, would they come after him with the same severity? Probably. But will he have the protection of people like the Lincoln Project? And these other these rhino shills, if they're in his pocket deep enough, then yes, that's the difference between the two. So the cliche saying that every you know redneck from here to Timbuktu and oh Trump's got his own money, still true. It is he didn't need their money, and he by most accounts and in most instances it would appear that he didn't take said money and 
led with policy that was right by everyone else because he wasn't taking dirty money. So it's easy to, to conflate it and, oh, we're fighting each other. I'm not fighting anybody. I'm supporting one guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not fighting Ron DeSantis. I'm pointing out the truth that Ron DeSantis is surrounded by people that are no good. Historically, they've done wrong by, wrong by the voter, wrong by the taxpayer. They can, dude, middle finger to them. Like, I'm not interested. That's not, that's not infighting. That's being able to ascertain who the more corrupt of the two is and not giving them my vote. And so if anybody was, was being resistant, it'd be Ron DeSantis because if Ron DeSantis was a statement that statesman that people want him to be, when they say what you just said, he wouldn't, there's no way he would be campaigning against Trump and saying things like, Oh, I'm more of an executive guy. If the country was in the state of peril that, that they say it is, and I believe it is, Ron DeSantis would do what's right by the people and join and, and make an unstoppable ticket. There's too many people in his pocket for him to do that. That's why he's not. So that's not that's not the voter infighting. That's these scumbags infighting. Make sense? Yes. Yes. So, yes. But that's my opinion. Gotcha. And it ought to be yours. Oh, it's it is now. Yes. Good. That's the plan. Because I ain't black. <laughs> don't do that. People people don't like that. Ah. Uh. I got a text. If they donated more than we would do what they said. The bad part is, dude, I'm the only one. Like, I'm the sound board, sounding board. People people attack me if they don't like something. What is your Superstar. What is your show email? We need to send it. We need to. What is Captain Reverso's email? Does he have one? Yeah. What is it? Captain uh, Reverso. It is. It's CaptainReverso at gmail.com. Well, yeah, email him, like email him and complain to him if there's something you don't like. Even if I said it, email it to him. Yeah, and he'll be happy to do a video conference with you. Yes. Yeah, that's our complaint department now. There'll be zero inbox messages. (laughs) Prove him wrong. Boost his self-esteem. Prove him wrong. Boost his self-esteem. What is uh? You make him talk more. Yes. Yeah, you could do a talk request. Or you could probably send him, because I said that you could... You could send him some dialogue as long as it's not super perverted and crazy off the wall. Just if you want him to read a poem that you wrote, <laughs> send it in. You know what I mean? That would be. Would you do it? Yeah, I would. Okay, there you have. I it. would love to see. Uh, even like read awesome. a children's book on here so they can I, put I, the kids. As long reason. as it's not too. No, he could do that on YouTube and then probably make money more, would, more money yeah. than he's making here. Yeah, <laughs> I would read some stories here, but you know, I don't want to step on your toes. You can step on my toes all you want, <laughs> like we're dancing. All right, what's next? Oh yeah, so I was talking about the polling. We're gonna get and uh, this is on the Citizen uh, Free Press Twitter account. Absolutely brutal poll for Biden. Joe Joe trails both Trump and DeSantis by seven points. Cue the Democratic panic in three, two, one. This is uh, George Stephanopoulos, the Democrat shill, dirtbag, fake news propagandist. And this is a minute and forty four seconds. Let's check it oh. out. President Biden pushing back on questions about his age from Stephanie Rule as he bids for re-election. It's just one of the big challenges he faces now, more revealed by our brand new poll. Political director Rick Klein here to break it down. And Rick, this poll is just brutal for President Biden. Absolutely, George. And you talked earlier about that record low approval rating for President Biden. It's actually six points down just since February. And the skepticism over his leadership extends deep inside his own party. Only 36% of Democrats think that their party should nominate Joe Biden for a second term. 58% say they would uh, support someone else or prefer someone else. That's despite the fact that the entire DNC, most of the Democratic establishment, has rallied behind President Biden, and you're seeing real weaknesses in the coalition that powered Joe Biden to the presidency back in, in 2020. Can you pause that? Biden carried independent. 
because the coalition that powered Biden in the presidency, that this is inaccurate because that coalition. That was Zuckerberg, uh, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, well, yes, he was part of the coalition, yeah. That was and, all uh, fake votes. Ruby Freeman and a multitude of other people. Uh, this, you saw them in 2000 Mules. That was the coalition yeah. that, that drove him into office, but I digress. I am going to have a panic attack just listening to that guy talk. Like, he, he does this, like, they gave that guy, like, what, 10 seconds, and he's trying to fit all this into, like, you can tell he's got <laughs> yeah. a time limit. But yeah. we don't have to do that. In fact, I'm going to slow things down a little bit just because I need to calm down after watching this. You've already been talking about taking a nap. If you slow it down <laughs> any further, you're going to have a blanket on here curled up in the floor. Uh, hit it. Pendants by 13 points against Donald Trump. He is now trailing Trump by nine points among those same voters. He carried black voters by 75 points in 2020. Now he's up just 35. That may sound like a lot, but the fact of the matter is, in modern politics, that is not the kind of number that a Democrat needs to be victorious. And then, of course, that, you that does black. spill over into the head-to-head matchup, the hypothetical rematch, Trump versus Biden. Right now, a seven-point edge in our poll from uh, in Trump leading Biden. And, and, and in fact, it's an identity number with Ron DeSantis in a head-to-head that might happen next November. That tells us at this very early stage, George, that this race is shaping up a lot more about the incumbent president, Joe Biden, than it is about any of his challengers. And Rick, as I mentioned with Senator Langford, President Trump, at least right now, appears to be strengthening his hold on the front runner, on his front-runner status for the Republican nomination. Yeah. Was a 23% advantage for Trump versus DeSantis in that poll that it just showed. Uh, and again, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I absolutely love how they keep calling him President Trump instead of former President Trump. Uh, that my is ringer so is unprofessional. Off. I have no idea how that happened. My ringer is <laughs> off. Anyways, they keep calling him President I meant Trump. Reverso's ringer is That's off. How that mine. happened, Reverso? That's not mine. If they're on your favorites or something, it, it'll just still ring. Well, here's the thing. That was that. That's MSNBC. Who is this? Who are these clowns? Who cares? They're lefties. They're they're leftist propagandist network. So you know that their poll is absolutely skewed. So you can increase that number by at least five percent, in my opinion. That's my professional. My points are five percent. Points percent. What do you mean? What did I say? Percent. What's the difference between points and percentage? I don't know. Nothing. I was asking. Listen, I'm trying to slow you down. I'm calm as a cucumber, dude. Or cool as a cucumber. Cucumbers aren't calm, are they? I don't I'm know. as cool as a fan. Yeah, there you go. I've never seen one in the in the uh, the grocery store not, relaxing. Yeah, well, I've never seen them. You know, not relaxing. They're they're always pretty cool. With calm. that fine mist. Yeah, yeah. yeah a little a thunderstorm. Mist, you know? Little thunderstorm they got going uh-huh. on once in a while. Smoking yeah. a cigar, sunglasses, <laughs> beach chair, hanging out with the carrots. Yeah. <laughs> Every now and then, see a cauliflower hanging out over there. Yes. All right, so that's that's not we're not done with the polling. We're gonna hit some more panicked uh, Democrats on the Joe Biden polling. Gosh, so they're panicked now. If reverse, I wasn't gonna watch wrestling on the phone. I'm not. I was trying to. Anyways, that's not true. <laughs> we got we got a mirror up there. What was that, that, shows that uh, Captain Sacco? Is that what they call him? No. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? this it's not time your, for that. What are you your doing? Favorite president. This is the next one you're talking about. Right? Yeah, oh, I'm not saying. I'm saying it's not time for. Are you ready for this? That would be. Uh, dun, dun, yeah. Dun, dun. That, that would be this week. He's still thinking about yeah. those midget wrestlers. No. All right. All, All right. right. Well, go ahead. This is what, what CNN. Biden's a pro. Okay. Yeah. Hit it. Let's see what the whale has to say. The lowest for any U.S. president <laughs> at this point in their first term in 80 years. So since, since he's been born then. Yeah. So who, who was lower? Or did they just start the polling 80 years ago? <laughs> he was born 80 years ago. 79. Is he 79 or 80? I think he's not. Uh, yeah. It was president 80 he's years old. ago. How would I know? <laughs> Woodrow Wilson. Probably. 
Woodrow Wasn't Wilson was president dude? in 1915. So it wouldn't have been 80 years. Johnson? Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> Lyndon Bain Johnson, right? After Nixon? Was that John Johnson, the uh, meteorologist he was talking about earlier? All right. There's a lot of Johnson talk going on. I'm getting uncomfortable. Go ahead and play that. I'll see you all next week. In the first real snapshot, if you will, of President Biden's standing since his reelection announcement, voters are saying he has real work to do. And that's even among his own party. A new Washington Post ABC News news poll found that 58% of (laughs) Democrats and Democratic leaning independents that they want the party, their party, to nominate someone else. Biden's overall approval rating remains underwater as well. 36% approval according to the Washington Post ABC News poll. That's the lowest for any American president at this point in their first term. That's dating back to Harry Truman. Let's get to the White House right now. CNN's Arlette Sines is standing by. Arlette, lay out for us how Biden stacks up, first and foremost, when it comes to the Republican frontrunner right now, Donald Trump. Well, Kate, it's very early in the process, but this poll does show some challenging figures for President Biden as he's just under two weeks into his reelection campaign. One of the concerns that voters have expressed have to do with his mental sharpness. If you take a look at this poll, only 32 percent of voters said that the president, who is 80 years old, has the mental sharpness to serve effectively. Compare that to former President Donald Trump, where only 54 percent of voters said that the former president, who is 76 years old, has the mental sharpness to serve effectively. Now, President Biden has pushed back against concerns about his age. He said that he, as he decided to run for re-election, he took a hard look at his own age and ultimately decided to move forward with it. And with a, in a recent interview, he said that his age gives him more experience and also, quote, a hell of a lot of wisdom. So that is one thing that the president will have to surmount as he moves forward in this re-election bid is those concerns about his age. But I also want to show you uh, what this poll has to say about hypothetical general election matchups. If you take a look at President Biden and Donald Trump, this shows that 38% of voters say they would definitely or probably vote for Biden, while 44% say the same for definitely Trump. Probably. Then take a look at DeSantis. 37% or. Say, say they definitely or probably would vote for Biden, compared to 42% for DeSantis. Now, one thing to note in this poll is these questions are worded differently compared to other polls that are evaluating these possible general election matchup. But it is still very, very early in the process. But these uh, figures have shown uh, right there, at least, that the president is trailing uh, his uh, chief rivals on the Republican side. We know that the president uh, took aim at both of those men in that uh, announcement video for his campaign. So these are just some of the challenges that the president will have to overcome in the coming months with the campaign 18 months away. Absolutely. A snapshot in time it is. It's good to see you, Arlette. Thank you. I'm glad that we're past the halfway mark, dude. Like, so glad. Because, I mean, there's at least, which, again, it remains to be seen how this is going to play out as far as the level of cheating and corruption. Sometimes I feel like there's no possible way on earth they're ever going to let him get back in there. By They'll do whatever by any means necessary. They're going to stop him from getting in there. But there, there, there really, really needs to be. That, I mean, who here? Nobody here. Nobody that I know. Nobody that I know. Myself, like nobody acknowledges this guy as the real president. Like it's, you know, what I'm saying, like he's not presidential. Like the, he's not the president. Yeah, he's just not. And nobody, nobody's fallen for this. Nobody believes it. Nobody ever bought it. 
And so um, I just want to see a conclusion. I want, I, I want that guy out of there so bad. I can't stand it. He said, it's such a disgrace, but I'm, I am thankful that we're past the halfway mark. And, uh, I, I would love to see, uh, I'd love to see him get the boot. I just want to see him take a cognitive test. That'll never happen. I, no. I know, but I'm just saying, if he, I, oh, I would love he, it. If Absolutely. He wants, if he wants to put, you know, the, the voters, Minds at ease, go ahead and take one. Yeah, that's a phenomenal point. Yeah, absolutely. Like, if you want your polling numbers to go up, that's a realistic expectation. That's a realistic he's, request. I mean, he's about as sharp as a spoon. I mean. <laughs> yeah, but they would lie about that, too. Oh, no. The, and, and to expound on Reverso's point, I, I agree with what he's saying. But, yes, that, dude, you're, there's going to have to be a criteria where, where there at least is a some realistic semblance of objectivity to said test. We're not going to take yeah. your word for it, dude. That's out. Like... And hey, cool, man. And and but this is all on the pretense and the idea that this is all real and they're not going to cheat their way through it. Because if you're really dependent on the voters to get you across the finish line and you want your poll numbers to increase or you want to keep up the facade that this is real and get your poll numbers up, yes, there's you're going to have to do something to where it's going to be believable. We're not just going to take somebody's word yeah. for it. You know what I mean? I know. I mean, like I could see him sitting in one of those like preschool playground things trying to put a square peg in a round yeah. hole. Well, he's done for he, it. He, mentally. He's yeah. completely he, done he for couldn't it. even go get his driver's license right now. If he tried, he, oh. he wouldn't even be able no. to. No, and, and which, let's not forget, the guy was never qualified for any office he ever held anyway. The guy plagiarized. He lied multiple times throughout the late 70s and the 80s. He dropped the N-bomb multiple times. He read the eulogy of multiple racist senators, uh, Strom Thurmond, uh, Robert Byrd. He was never qualified by any standard, theirs or ours. He's a, vehe a vehement, actual racist. He's incompetent, he's a liar, and he's an absolute cheater, and he's completely corrupt. And one of the things about his polling numbers is these congressional hearings were these investigations into his corruption that was we've talked about at Peter Swiser's book, um, covered the, the, the secret empires. People that have read that book or are familiar with it already know the evidence that's being presented and, but now the, the wider general public is getting a glimpse into how corrupt they are. And it's going to be bad. like So the question always is, oh, is anything going to happen legally? No, we know that it's not going to happen. But as far as public opinion of him, it's, it's already decreasing because of that. It's, that's going to make this, for him, exponentially worse. And so in a fair, again, I know I'm stretching. Dreaming. Here. Yeah, and, and, and even a remotely fair election, it's it's impossible for this dude to win. It was impossible for him to win before, but it's... it's The thing is, is those poll numbers decrease. The prospect of cheating him back in there decreases. It's, yeah, it's getting harder and harder. Yeah. Right. And you so, seem a little livelier now. You waking up? Oh, I mean, it's good conversation, I guess. Yeah. That's why I, I picked the things, the subjects matter. But what, what I'm saying is... Is uh, there's no, it's so what we've always talked about people's reaction to things. The more outlandish and impossible it is, the, the again the likelihood of people resisting if you do cheat increases, which they'll call because. And I was reading, uh, I, it was a FOIA request for the, I think it was Department of Homeland Security. Of course, what we already know, the biggest threat is the white supremacy. Yeah. Uh, anti-government so basically the biggest threat is people that realize that you're fudging elections that's the and hey i you would probably be right because people yeah. are sick of this crap they're absolutely sick of it and if people are going to face the the prospect of four more years of this 
Ver, and and if if these numbers continue on the trajectory that they're currently on, dude, and I'm not saying they will. Nobody nobody knows. But this this is bull, this bullcrap, dude. There this won't is be a country left in another four years. No, not in another four years of this. No, not not. And which that's one of the things, man. Like, I, and I don't want to get off in just a, a crazy tangent, man. But um, when you go back to the Obama years, like hoping change, change all the requests for change, like change. We have the Constitution. We have the basic rule of law that we've lived by since this country's inception. With you know, with with modification over time. But I, we're going to fu- Obama said when he's campaigning in two thousand eight, we're going to fundamentally transform our country. Why? Think about that. That's the Democrats are always talking about change, transformation, fundamental. What What are you talking about? Like because. The things that the, all and you see semblances of it everywhere and variations of it everywhere. The the greatness of America, American uh, success, American everything that we've done, fundamental change. Why would we fundamentally change from that? Because in their 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 view that we're racist and sexist. Which keep in mind, again in two thousand eight when that's when this really got put on steroids, transgenderism wasn't a thing. Gay marriage wasn't a thing yet. Barack Obama can, campaigned on traditional marriage. So did Hillary Clinton, and then that changed in 2012, by the way. Um, but it's always this this requirement for fundamental change because we were so bad. And that's the thing that confounds me about Democrats. Like, So by, by virtue of you believing what they're saying, that means that the people that raised you were bad, and the people that raised them were also bad then. So your ancestors in your mind are bad, were bad people. What is the matter with you? What other culture in the history of man ever did that? Like, that's how convoluted and messed up they've made this country. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, our ancestors are terrible. We're just bad people. Man, screw that, dude. Well, hey, I did read today that if you want to leave this country, Russia is actually building a community just outside of Moscow for 200 families that have expressed interest in living in a country that believes in conservative Christian values. Wow. And it's full already yeah i'm i'm, I'm not I, i'm i'm born here i'm staying yeah. here dude I'm, I'm america all day all the way but I, I would never i would never do that i would never go there i thought that was interesting it, oh it's compelling it's interesting but now dude this is american we're the majority you know like that that's the and that's the the kicker they have the bully pulpit that's why that guy was saying what well, what do you think about those lies yeah you you don't get to form the opinion like you're assuming, which you, you know that guy doesn't believe their lies. He knows that you're trying to to guide me around, and then they're trying to shame you. But dude, everybody knows that the election wasn't on the up and up through so many different forms of interference, and they they try to make you think that that you're just this crazy person out here in left field. And like I've said many times, Rush Limbaugh was very uh, adamant about this before he passed. Dude, and, and everybody felt it, especially when the election... Do you think about the flight back from January 6th, dude, how, how that was? Everybody felt alone, depressed, confused, upset, angry. And that's how they wanted it. They want you to feel like this lone, crazy person, dude. Think about it. The people that are saying this are the ones that want to cut off their penises and are talking about gender-affirming care, yet I'm the crazy one? No, nah, absolutely not. We are the majority. This is our country in reality, and they can kiss my ass. Like, take that and shove it, dude. We don't need to move to Moscow or out near Moscow. Like, this is, dude, America's just, uh, America's good. This is our country, man. Screw them. Rotten bastards.
Anyway, what was that, Uncle Tom? No comment. Anyway. America last. No, no, no. That's what it says. Yeah. Oh, yes. We're on uh, Gateway Pundit. <clears throat> America last. Biden regime to send Ukraine another $1.2 billion in military aid, including air defense systems and munitions. Why don't we just annex them? Just <laughs> get it over with. That's what you want to do. Dude, no, no, I don't. Well, I mean, I suppose, but I, I think it's a lot easier to launder your money the way it's set up now. Yeah. That's because that's all this is, which I don't need to get into the body of it. I just wanted to make note that we're going to send another $1.2 over there. Nice. Yeah. The border's not, wide open. So not, what's not that total to now? What's it close to now? <sighs> Dude, I, I, I knew it one. I knew the, at the, the last infusion, I knew the, the total sum. I can't, I can't remember. Well, didn't Trump say the other night it was 170? That we, that I knew it was over a hundred. Like the last time I remember, it hit eclipse a hundred. So, yeah, that's where we're at with that. Good gosh! And and think, I was thinking about this today. Like when this when this nonsense first came around, because I remember talking about it here. Uh, they were wanting people to send money or or guns there. Remember this? Yeah. And so they're showing like. These the uh, look at this woman with the gun, like this teenager with a gun, like and of course it's like this overproduced Instagram picture selfie style, like just the vain, vapid, stereotypical in America, like selfie garbage. Look at me, and I remember saying then too, like Zelensky, like the dude never looked like he he missed a, a night of sleep at all, like yeah. I mean we I don't know what the episode is. We could go back. It's not like I'm talking out of my butt here, like. That I that it was obvious to me from the onset that this is all complete nonsense, corrupt garbage, grift, um, money laundering scam. But whatever happened to all those people and the requirement for those citizens to take up arms because they're being quote unquote invaded by Russia and the gunfire in the street? Like, obviously, you've read extensively about the, the some of the the um, actual ground fighting that occurred in the Middle East and Iraq and Afghanistan. I know I have. Mm-hmm. Like, and I mean, it's, it's these intense, mind boggling exchanges how, how come we don't see or hear any of this yeah, we have asked that before i mean and and i'm not saying that, that things haven't happened but this i don't know it's very weird there's there's little no no information yet there's leftist media saturating the place and we don't see it we had the, yeah yeah you're, you're right we, we saw way more coming from jihadis in iraq mm-hmm. who had you know uh, flip phone cameras and fighting Marines in Fallujah and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. we, we, we saw more out of that. Yeah. You'd see night vision, yeah. you know, night yeah. and night vision. What, what I want to know stuff. is out of all this uh, equipment that we're sending to, to Ukraine, how much of this is actually ending up in Ukraine and how much of it's, I don't know, going into the hands of the merchant of death that we traded for that, that football, they were saying, basketball there was player. Reports 30%. Roughly thirty percent was actually making the front lines, which were some of the claims from the people over there on the ground, and they're in the mil- in the military over there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that uh, that that's a safe bet that that's going. Maybe not that guy specifically, but it's, it's oh, obviously it going. Is. because yeah. some of this stuff has ended up like on there's you know black market listings on the dark web, and they, that's been proven. So saw multiple screenshots of that, oh, like the, you, the what, what do they call web? that shoulder fired stinger thing? What's uh, it called? Javelins. Javelin, that's how I knew he would know. So, yeah, Javelin, that thing. What's this? Uh, the boat? What's this website? Uh, Mama Needs a... 
javelin for Mother's <laughs> yeah. Day. Yeah. yeah, for Rush Hour <laughs> for Mother's Day. I'm gonna edit. I'm gonna edit that. So the thing can can no, you won't. <laughs> you're right. I won't. Yeah. Can I get it overnighted? You can't be saying that. They'll take it because you're a white supremacist terrorist, according <laughs> to them. So they'll come looking for you and your uh, javelin. I am a danger to the democracy because you know their democracy is not my republic. Yes, it's true. Oh, here, this is interesting. Also on the Gateway Pundit. That was a slur. That was supposed to say, this is interesting. Yeah. So, and this, this is going to be some reading from here forward. There's going to be a lot of reading. I apologize. NLPC Chairman Peter Flaherty arrested during Berkshire shareholder proposal presentation after connecting CEO Warren Buffett to Bill Gates and Jeffrey Epstein. Dun, dun, dun. Peter Flaherty, chairman of the National Legal and Policy Center, had his microphone cut, arrested, and escorted out of the Berkshire Hathaway annual meeting on Saturday in Omaha, Nebraska. Flaherty was removed at the shareholders' meeting and was charged with criminal trespass after making statements against Berkshire Hathaway CEO Warren Buffett for his support of Bill Gates' organization and his association with convicted felon Jeffrey Epstein. The NLPC is the primary proponent of a Berkshire Hathaway shareholder proposal that seeks to separate the responsibility of the chairman and the CEO, according to NLPC's press release. Flaherty argued that Berkshire would be less identified with Mr. Buffett's personal political activities if it had if it had an independent chair citing Warren Buffett's support for the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation as an example. Each resolution sponsor was out, allotted three minutes to make their argument. Michael Frerichs, the treasurer of Illinois, was one of the three speakers who spoke before Flaherty without being cut off. The following is the prepared statement that NLPC chairman Peter Flaherty wants to make at the Berkshire annual meeting. And here that is. I am Peter Flaherty, chairman of the National Legal and Policy Center. If we had an independent chair, the company would be less identified with Mr. Buffett's political, political activities. He's donated more than $100 billion to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, as Bill Gates explained when the couple was still together. Quote, although the foundation bears our names, basically half our resources have come from Warren Buffett. If woke culture is a disease, then philanthropy, this is his speech still. If woke culture is a disease, then philanthropy is the virus. I like that. The Gates Foundation bankrolls the teaching of critical race theory around the country, including that math is inherently racist. The Gates Foundation offers a gender identity toolbox, which asserts that gender is the result of socially and culturally constructed ideas. This is a lie. Gender is not a cultural construct. It is a genetic and biological fact. We know how much Bill Gates cares about children. He met and traveled with, with Jeffrey <laughs> Epstein many times after Epstein was convicted of sex crimes. That's true. The Gates Foundation had a huge influence over the COVID response fiasco. Bill Gates defended China's COVID policies and still discounts the possibility that the virus originated from a lab, even though U.S. intelligence agencies disagree. The Gates Foundation may have been the largest single donor to the dark money machine known as Arabella Associates, Associates which funds ca funds causes like defunding the police that are making American cities unlivable. Money goes to, to groups conducting threatening and vulgar protests at their homes of Supreme Court justices. Mr. Buffett has quietly funneled more than $4 billion to groups ab supporting abortion on demand through the Susan Thompson Buffett Foundation. That's $4 billion with a B, advocacy dis disguised as philanthropy. Continue. Bill Gates has lamented political polarization and even worried aloud about a civil war. But as a billionaire who are funding the most shrill and extreme activists who are tearing our country apart. Ironically, Mr. Buffett has pointed out that corporate executives can make a lot of money, I'm sorry, a lot of money, a lot of people mad when they insert themselves into controversy. Anheuser-Busch is finding that out. It cannot renounce its Dylan Mulvaney transgender promotion. 
because it is handcuffed by its longtime support for activists who would turn on them in a minute. Anheuser-Busch gets a perfect grade on the human rights campaign scorecard, as do Berkshire portfolio companies like Coca-Cola, Bank of America, and Apple. Bank of America and Apple help bankroll this group, which wants biological men to compete in women's sports. Worse, it is currently pressuring state legislatures to allow sex change operations on children and to keep their parents out of the decision. Keep going, I want to see. Back up. There we go. Let's revisit Coca-Cola, which I discussed at last year's meeting. CEO James Quincy, a British, British citizen, tried to kill Georgia's voter integrity law in 2021 by making inaccurate and inflammatory statements about it. That's the law that President Biden called Jim Crow 2.0 and which prompted Major League Baseball to move the All-Star game out of Atlanta. Mr. Buffett jumped on the bandwagon, too, by signing a statement by corporate leaders suggesting that Republicans seek to restrict, restrict ballot access based on race. Two years later, we can now evaluate that accusation. Last year, an election was held in Georgia. Turnout was record-breaking. According to an independent poll, 99% of voters said they had no problem casting ballots. 92% said the new law either had no impact on their ability to vote or made it easier. James Quincy, James Quincy was wrong, and Mr. Buffett, so were you. During the first minute of his speech, he was approached and interrupted at the microphone. Kathy Willems, a Berkshire official, who was designated liaison with proponents for the meeting, told Flaherty that he should stay on topic. Flaherty stated in the microphone, you're not going to censor what I say, ma'am. I'm very sorry, and I appeal to the chair occupied by Buffett that I be allowed to continue, sir. Buffett responded, you may continue, but under the three-minute limitation. Flaherty stated, of course, and resumed speaking until his mic went dead. We all, what does that say? We, we all know how much Bill Gates loves children. Okay, that's where it was when he's been with Epstein. So that it cut off at the Epstein yeah. remark. <clears throat> see how long that is. No, 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 okay, we're good. Immediately, two representatives of Clark International Security approached and stood in front of Flaherty. According to NLPC's press release, he was told to leave or he would be arrested. Flaherty replied that he would leave when he had finished his statement. At that point, Flaherty was not fully aware that his mic had been cut and was still under the three-minute limitation and had already received a favorable ruling from the chair. Flaherty was charged with criminal trespass by Omaha police. Don't be talking about Warren Buffett or Bill Gates' relationship with a convicted yeah. pedophile. But there's more. Hit the next one. This is on freebeacon.com. Dem mega-donor funding Trump rape lawsuit. That's the Carol Jean crazy person with the dog named Vagina from earlier. Yeah. <clears throat> Trump rape lo- didn't make a donor funding Trump rape lawsuit visited Jeffrey's Epstein's pedophile island. Big shock. What is it with these big money people going to this guy's island? And obviously, it's, there's people are being compromised. But I, I don't know. I can't. I don't know what the bigger what. I was going to answer your question why they keep going to his island. I I, I would reckon the pizza's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. A Democratic megadonor who is helping bankroll a rape and defamation lawsuit against former President Donald Trump visited the private Caribbean island of Jeffrey Epstein years after Epstein registered as a sex offender for soliciting underage girls. LinkedIn co-founder, who we talked about last week, Reed Hoffman, visited Epstein's compound in the Virgin Islands in 2014, known as Pedophile Island. 
because he allegedly housed young girls there. Hoffman may have also stayed overnight at Epstein's New York City residence in December of 2014. According to the Wall Street Journal, those visits came years after it was publicly revealed that Epstein pleaded guilty on charges that he solicited sex from underage girls. Hoffman has been funding former journalist E. Jean Carroll's lawsuit against Trump since 2020. Quote, it gnaws at me that... That by my, I'm sorry, by lending my association, I helped his reputation and thus delayed justice for his survivors, Hoffman told the journal, right? As if he had zero idea what was occurring there. <clears throat> and like he didn't know because that would have been after the conviction that yeah, everybody yeah. knew about. Hoffman told the journal, it's not the first time Hoffman has come under fire for meeting Epstein. He apologized after Epstein's death in 2019, after revelations that he hosted Epstein at a dinner in 2015. Hoffman did not disclose his earlier encounters with a registered sex offender. And remember, Bill Gates, obviously. And so there was some more video I watched the week before last of Melinda Gates going into specifics about their relationship and how it it, it, it uh, was part of the causation for their separation. Yeah, but that's why Bill put her on an island for a while. Yeah. Right, but the, remember, uh, we talked about it again at the time, when he was being interviewed, and he was shocked when he, he was caught off guard about the, with the Epstein's. We we had one dinner, and I regret that dinner. And I can't remember what prompted the, his response that, you know, pe- people are people are dead for speaking out or something along those lines. Remember this? Yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah, yeah. so... Jeffrey Epstein didn't have the power to threaten those people only through he did only through being compromised but there's some there's there's another there's other people behind that curtain like I don't know how that works but it's it's really intriguing and extremely fascinating and it's also scary but because I mean the basic premise would be right that you're being filmed committing these these heinous acts that the the wider public knew about it you you would be absolutely ostracized you mean you would be you'd be done right so for example let's say and i, I don't know if tom hanks has been there I, I think he has if i'm not mistaken but let's say that 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 film existed what would happen to tom hanks oh maybe yeah. now, besides going to prison he lose everything he has and probably kill himself which i mean there, there's some real weird stuff with that i mean it, you can go way off and it's not that was the cappy guy the actor uh cappy that that, died, that that quote unquote committed suicide that said he would never suicide himself that was blowing the whistle on the Hollywood Hollywood pedophile sometime some years back which he specifically Tom Hanks had done some real real weird stuff like in response to the guy it was very weird um I don't remember I, I think I remember who you're talking about my but. personal opinion is that Tom Hanks is an, Tom Hanks is an absolute weirdo I think I think he's a sick pub well, I'm, I'm sure you could ask his son he'd probably tell you yeah. 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 Remember we, we we had that. Yeah. Guy yeah we time. did. We covered that. Yeah. Uh-huh. That it seems funny. like a riot. <laughs> yeah. That was. I, I don't remember the specifics. I remember that it was very funny. It made me laugh because he he uh, he dropped a curse word. It was funny. They asked him to apologize for something for for talking. What was it t- talking about? Talking about something. He, he said, "Hell no, I'm not apologizing." Yeah. Yeah. He didn't learn that from his dad. No. Or maybe he's not compromised like his dad. Maybe. maybe oh, most definitely not. Yeah. Yeah, so that's just more people, more, more Democrats. Maybe we could have put that in the special section, but yeah, it's more Democrats, more Jeffrey Epstein, more money, big surprise, and, well, more what appears to be most likely child molesting or what pizza eating, whatever they call it these days. That's crazy. Well, we're not done. I'm tying this all together into a nice package. 
or on the New York Post. Shocking, because remember I was asking a few weeks ago, with the border being open, the child trafficking, X, Y, and Z, who's doing this, why, where are these kids going? And everybody knows what my opinion of that is. Um, So... Where's the headline on this? this is New York Post. Uh, shocking photos show kids as young as 13 hired by Blackstone firm to clean slaughterhouse. So one of the big investment firms that we were talking about that have the requirements for all the DEI and all that stuff. So they're the ones that are requiring when they're lending money uh, for people to adhere to all that nonsense. And so um, disturbing photos show kids, some possibly as young as 13, being put to work at a Nebraska slaughterhouse after being hired by a cleaning company owned by billionaire Stephen Schwarzman's <clears throat> buyout firm Blackstone, a Labor Department probe revealed. The shocking images released by the Labor Department during a segment of 60 Minutes showed children work wearing protective glasses, hard hats, gloves, and water-wicking jackets while carrying buckets and other tools while working for Packers, sanitation services, at a meat processing plant in Grand Island, Nebraska. The kids likely washed bloody floors and razor-sharp machines like back saws, head splitters, and brisket saws with potent chemicals and hot water. An investigator for the federal agency told 60 Minutes anchor Scott Pelley on Sunday. The Labor Department launched its investigation into PSSI last August after a 14-year-old girl at Walnut Middle School in Grand Island came to school with acid burns on her hands and knees. The ensuing probe found that the company hired 102 children between the ages of 13 and 17 among PSSI's thousands of workers at 13 meatpacking plants in eight different states. There was no way to tell... I'm sorry, I said that wrong. There was no way this was just a mistake, a clerical error, a handful of rogue individuals getting through. This was the standard operating procedure. San Robaletto. That's a tongue twister. Why don't you try that? Anybody? Anybody? Roblox, Roboletto. Roll. Okay, well, that's fine. The Labor Department investigator who uncovered the abuse told 60 Minutes. And so by the skin tone there, I'm assuming yeah, that's, that's a, Hispanic, uh, which they, they said they had no way of verifying if they were well, Hispanic or not. What was the little girl's name? It didn't say it, her oh, name. Oh, it didn't say, okay. In February, PSSI was ordered to pay 1,000, I'm sorry, 15,138, the maximum civil p- Civil money penalty per underage child totaling 1.5 million. People should go to prison instead because these are most likely, I'm assuming, these have to be people that came to the country illegally. Hence the reason, one of many reasons they want them here. PSSI rakes in more than $1 billion a year as a leading slaughterhouse cleaning service with 17,000 employees across 500 locations. According to its website, it is owned by Blackstone, a giant private equity firm headed by Schwarzman, which claims to be a model of management, Pelly said. There he is. There, uh, go that. So this is the guy that that owns it all. Another pedo looking guy. I, hey, <laughs> I, at least I didn't have to say it this Took time. The words right out of his mouth, didn't you? Yeah. I mean, dude, does anybody else disagree? Can you look at that guy and say you disagree? I'm not saying oh. that he is, and neither is Reverso. He, he looks, said he looks like yeah. it. Does anybody disagree with that? No, I concur with that statement. Thank you. Let's continue. <clears throat> That also appears to be Hispanic, if you ask me. PSSI and Blackstone both claimed on 60 Minutes to have no idea they employed children in eight states. Blackstone told the Post on Wednesday that it stands unequivocally against child labor violations, which are fully opposed to our values as PSSI's own hiring policies. It went on to say that PSSI has an absolute zero-tolerance policy against employing anyone under the age of 18 as it implemented a 13-step remediation plan to address the issue. Man, why, that makes me why feel do you good. Do 13 what? steps, just one step, don't do it. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. simple. What? Yeah. What, what, 
what if these children identify as 18 year olds? True. That's probably <laughs> I, how they got the job. I, I mean, I, I'm going to have to agree with Reverso again. <laughs> 13, I mean, yeah, it should be pretty easy. Just <laughs> stop. Like, dude, that's the thing, man. Like, oh, man, I, I got caught beating my wife. Uh, I came up with a 13-point plan, 13 plan that I'm going to quit doing it. But no, I'm going to have to agree with him. You could just you could just stop now. Yeah. It's about enough of that. Yeah. So anyway, <clears throat> the plan includes hiring a new CEO and launching a charitable fund with initial $10 million commitment dedicated to enhancing the well-being of children, whatever Starting that means. Starting a charitable fund. Yeah, that's that's this is... That's freaking just, just funnel more money to get them up here. The PSSI told the Post that it has since fired every single PS, PSSI manager for the Grand Island plant and banned them from working for any other PSSI facility. I'm going to modify that into what would be more accurate, in my opinion. PSSI told the Post that it has since fired every single PSSI manager that did exactly what they told them to do at the Grand Island plant. That's how that should have read, if you were being honest. Yeah. The company also pushed back at Robolito's assertion that using underage workers was standard operating procedure. Quote, the claim that this was standard operating procedure at PSSI is completely false. The girl with the acid burns had told her teacher her injuries from working shifts at a local slaughterhouse plant. Teachers at her school also noticed other students falling asleep in class. It turned out their exhaustion was from working overnight at JPS plant. Robledo said on 60 Minutes, JBS Slaughterhouse produces 5% of beef in America, Pelly said, and can butcher 6,000 cows a day. Each night, PSSI workers, including children, occupied the massive plant from 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. to clean it, he reported. Wow. Where are these children's, where are these children's kids? Or parents? Where are these kids' parents, Yes. Still south of the border. Right, because they're most likely living with a, one of these quote-unquote family members slash sponsors that was pre-set up before they came here is how a lot of this is appears okay. to be to be working. So, yeah, this is all by design. If you, yeah. From what I can ascertain, by my estimation and observation, this is one of several reasons they want them here, why the border as of today is wide freaking open. And, again, it's all about children. Well, and it's also about... Uh, drugs as well. But now, can you scroll back up? Because there's one statement in there I'm going to have to expound on with something from uh, Blackstone's own website. So keep going up. I want, I want, well, they're talking about, uh, here we right there. Go back. At least they gave him some PPE, you know. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it didn't work too good because she got acid uh, burned. True. Uh, but, you know, they gave him some. So Blackstone told the Post Wednesday that it stands unequivocally against child labor violations, which are fully opposed to our values. Okay, so let's see what their values are. So you can close that out. We'll go to their own website under their diversity, equity, and inclusion section for Blackstone, fourth quarter 2021. So this is on their own website. This is their values. Diversity, equity, and inclusion God. of children, apparently, are critically important to our culture and make us better investors. We are committed to increasing diversity at Blackstone. Currently, approximately one-third of our leadership team is diverse. The scale of our portfolio allows us to drive value creation and have massive impact when we focus on diversity within our, our portfolio companies. Which I could talk for an hour on why that's complete nonsense. That is one of the absolutely dumbest things I've ever that people have ever come up with diversity for diversity's sake does nothing. In fact, it's a hindrance. I would argue uh, because you're pe putting people based on um, arbitrary 
criteria into places they have little, no experience and value. Fifty <clears> percent <throat> of our primary businesses have a diverse professional as one of their top two leaders. Forty-one percent of Blackstone's 2021 global analyst class is female. Forty-nine percent of Blackstone's 2021 U.S. analysis class is racially diverse. Our priorities: recruiting diverse talent, so diverse that it includes children. <clears throat> Well, so it's age, age diverse. Age yeah. diversity, yeah. Value creation through responsible investing, leveraging the scale of our portfolio to create more value through two key initiatives dedicated to making our portfolio companies' boards more diverse and finding career opportunities for underrepresented populations. So here is the we'll go down, see what her title is. Devin Glenn, Global Head of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. So here's her quote. I am thrilled to be helping Blackstone continue to integrate DEI principles into the workplace culture and the various talent and business function and also ensure that we leverage its expansive platform to promote diversity, equity, and inclusion. And, dude, that's a, that's a run-on sentence, right? I mean, it, it really is, right? That, that's uh-huh. all. Equity and inclusion in the industries and communities it serves. The firm-wide commitment has impressed me, and I'm excited about what we can accomplish in the coming months and years. So that's what that's where their primary focus is. So there's their values. So is it any wonder that they're doing what they got caught doing? Anybody? No wonder at all. No. Anybody surprised here? No. Reverso, you're a little shocked because you've probably been eating meat from that place. No. You're bacon. You know, yeah. This this just makes me want to find a local butcher and start locally sourcing everything I get instead of going to the grocery store and. There's a local butcher right by my house. Is there? Yep. I've been I've been saying it for years. Uh, Ted Nugent. People say he's crazy as can be, right? Mm-hmm. People say he's nuts. I guarantee you, since he harvests his own meat, he's probably the most sane person on this in this country right now. Well, I mean, plenty of people do that. I mean, I like, know, but he's he's outspoken. I'm pretty he's, sane. Yeah. But we, but you know what I'm talking about, as far as <laughs> well, 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 all the all the crap they're putting into our food. Right, I, I agree with that. But hold on, phone. When you said, "Yeah," were you affirming that he's sane, or are you affirming that you are also sane? I'm also sane. Okay, I think you, Uncle Thomas, might be the only insane person here. Probably so. Yeah. I eat ramen noodles, so that's pretty clean. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> right. Now you eat a lot of cookie dough. Milkshakes. Is that processed? That's not processed, is it? No. That's natural, isn't it? Yeah. Cookie dough's grown in what? Chili? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the cocoa comes from Colombia. Oh. Oh, that's the good cocoa. Yeah. Yes. Cocon. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. That's the cookie dough that you you sniff instead of eat, right? It's funny because the, I the burger sugar. Did you just break something? No, I leaned back in the chair and it's it, We're probably not going to want to do that. <laughs> That's an antique. Been around longer than Biden. It's an antique. It's very valuable. Okay. What did that thing cost? 2K? I don't know which one it is. <laughs> the one that the ghost is attached to? Yeah. Oh, it is, isn't it? Sweet. Yeah, you don't know that story. I have a haunted chair. Yes. And soon. Well, I I don't want to edit, so I'm not going to say what I'm going to say. But yeah. all right, it'll haunt your buttocks. <laughs> How about that? Anyway, so yeah, that's that. What's next? Oh, what's next is this. So yes, the border's wide open, so they can bring those kids across. But this is uh, 
Chief Raul Ortiz. He's Raul. The, what did I say? Raul. Like Raul Oysters. Okay, you, <laughs> I did not say Raul, R-A-W. Yes, you did. It may have sounded you that said, way. You said Raul, R-A-W-L. <laughs> Wait, hold on. You say it then. Raul. Raul. Oh, fine, whatever. I'll edit. I'll, I will edit out me saying Raul. Uh-huh. <laughs> Raul. The past 72 hours, 26,382 apprehensions. It's obviously at the southern border. He is a, I guess he's the chief of the border security. So anyway, 7,399 approximate getaways, 164 pounds of marijuana, 83 pounds of meth, 66 pounds of cocaine. Your favorite. <laughs> 11 pounds of fentanyl. I have a really, really good fentanyl joke, but it's so inappropriate. The older <laughs> folks that listen would hate it. Five pounds of heroin. $12,200 seized. That was probably double that yeah. <laughs> before they got there. Wait, that's what I'm think. thinking. You got $12,200 from 26,000 apprehensions? Yeah. One huh. firearm. Come Each on. one of them had 25 cents. One firearm. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. He got a couple guns out of it, too. Well, that's probably like 60,000 pesos. Yeah. Three sex remember. offenders, one wanted felon, and one gang member. Out of 26,000? Yeah, right. Yeah. One, one gang member? Come on. Yeah, and three sex offenders. Are you Come kidding on, me? man. Well, it was it ones that had a sex offender record that oh. they had information on. I'm sure because I'm, I'm sure the information is scant anyway. Because they're not going to... Nah, never mind. Anyway, yeah. Borders wide open. Boy, BN. No, that's correct. That's incorrect. No mas. Uh, no mas. Yeah. Hey, but at least we'll have people cleaning up our meat plants. Oh, and there is some new developments on that deal in New York. Number one, that guy, um, the that uh, retired marine, yeah, that detained the Jordan Neely guy. They they have uh, he turned himself in today. Yeah, I guess they charged him with murder. Yeah, uh, manslaughter, second degree manslaughter. Manslaughter. Okay. Um. So this is the postmillennial.com. Full footage reveals former Marine Daniel Penny putting Jordan Neely in recovery position, passengers complimenting him. So this doesn't really fit the media narrative. They went with that one video, ran with it, and Ocasio-Cortez, that uh, moon bat, said that uh, <laughs> he was, uh, what, what did she call him, a murderer and this, that, and the other? So she basically... Public murder. Yeah, she attempted to convict him in the court of public opinion because she's a... Ra- raving lunatic full footage that emerged on social media this Sunday revealed that Marine Corps veteran Daniel Penny had placed Jordan Neely in a recovery position after subduing him on the New York city subway earlier this week, Jordan Neely, a 30 year old violent homeless man and repeat offender with over 40 prior arrests died on Monday after Penny 24 placed him into a chokehold on the F train. Neely had reportedly started behaving erratically showing aggression towards other passengers. The unearthed full footage revealed passengers complimenting Penny for taking action. It also shows Penny and the other passenger arriving, I'm sorry, arranging Neely's body in the recovery position in an attempt to ensure that he would be okay. A passenger off screen can be heard saying he'll be all right. Neely appears to be moving late in the video. The footage was discovered by Twitter account, my thin formed on Facebook. And so there's, there's a video of it. Penny. Nah, I already watched it. Um, 
Well, I mean, and to me, like, um, I don't, I don't like seeing the guy lay there unconscious. Like, I mean, I he did. I'm, I'm, I think, like we talked about before, I don't feel that the dude get, didn't get something he he didn't ask for. I mean, I'm not saying he got what he deserved, but like, dude, you didn't not deserve it either. Like, kind of asked for it. So, a 40, 42 prior arrests. He was, also had an active warrant. Yeah. Uh, if with 42 arrests, not unlike St. George Kirby, the the law of averages dictates that, that eventually something like this is going to happen. Like, misfortune will befall you at some point, and, it, and it's totally your fault. With 42 arrests, the misfortune that befalls you is your fault. And listen, I would say... Through 20, tw- like 20, or like I, I don't know what the point would be. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. Not enough for a liberal. 13, well, 14. I mean, I mean 20. 30 years old. Yeah. I mean, if, if he was white, he'd been, he'd been locked up after, you know, 15 arrests. Well, I don't know. What's, what's the incident? I should know. The George Santos guy. What are they arresting him for? What are they arrest? They arrested this guy? I think they had something to do with uh, fraud, uh, using campaign money, fraud with that or something. Yeah. So okay. fraud, so fraud related to his campaign funds or something like that. Because he had lied about his background. Lied or his about everything, from what I remember. Yeah, but what leftist politician didn't do that? And I'm not saying I'm like not a George Santos fan. Don't know anything about the guy. Part of the course for getting get being a politician, you lie about stuff. But my my question was though, like, and something you said made me think it. I can't remember at this point in time, but. You know, white privilege. You, you said if he was white, he'd be in jail. Like the, the idea of oh, white privilege. If white privilege is a thing, then why are people like Elizabeth Warren, Warren and a multitude of others lying, saying that they're Indians when they're yeah. blatantly white? If there's, because there's more benefit in being an Indian. And that's what she was doing because she exploited this. Like that's one of the reasons she got this position. She was in it for an employment prior to being in the Senate. What are you doing? Oh, you're getting your white privilege card. Oh, okay. White privilege card. I, I got, got you. one. Addison has a white privilege card, yeah, and he's does. black. He does. I got the gold card, too. <laughs> he took the day off work today, too. Because oh. of his white privilege? Uh, well, because his son's graduating high school tomorrow. There's, there's an inappropriate joke in there. Don't do it. <laughs> Stand fast. Stand down. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, that is the reality on that. So when people are that when and the media is trying to convince you that that guy was murdered by this ravenous uh, racist ravenous racist guy, there you have it. Try to save him. So he subdued him until he stopped resisting. Then he let him go and try to put him in a position so that he could breathe. Mm-hmm. So and they probably think they turned him over, put him in the recovery position so they could stab him in the back when he started resisting again. Well, uh, dude, the way leftists talk about anybody that they have any sort of conflict with, they would absolutely do that because they're, I saw one of those bumper stickers today. It was the rainbow flag with an AR-15 on it. It said, defend LGBTQ rights. Really? Against whom? I don't don't know. I took a picture of it though. So, yeah, it had a bunch of other. What are you supposed to do on this? Uh, Or what are you supposed to do now? if, If somebody's threatening you with violence on, let's say a subway. You supposed to let them let them do it now? Are you supposed to not defend yourself anymore? No, uh, yes, you're you're not to defend Just yourself. Your money. What if you're not white? Can you defend yourself then? That's a good question. What if the aggressor is white? 
Like, these are questions we need answered. So then you oh, I can answer them. So take it from the top. I, I can answer everything. So if you're on a subway and there is an aggressive person who's threatening you and the people around you, are what? you allowed to defend yourself? What color is the person, the aggressor? Uh, in this instance, we'll say this person is... Not white? Not white. The answer to your question is no, you may not defend yourself. Okay. If this person is uh, Mark Zuckerberg white, almost clear. You can defend yourself. You can. Yes. Is our chokeholds allowed? Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Take that back. Are the victims white? It's a mixed crowd. The minority race may defend themselves. The whites may not. They just got to sit back. Do they get to videotape? Yes. You can hear uh, Sunny Halston from The View. She had a good little... Explanation. Sonny Halston never had a good explanation for anything. Oh, you're being sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. all right. Let's. Okay, go ahead. This should be entertaining. I have a take on it, and, and that one, we are re-victimizing this victim by talking about the fact that he had been arrested. The reason he had so many um, mental health issues is because he saw the brutal murder of his mother at the age of 14. Uh, when he was recently arrested, rather than put him in jail, they actually, he pled guilty, and he was sentenced, sentenced to live at a Bronx treatment facility, take his medication, and stay clean for 15 months. Unfortunately, he left the place mm-hmm. after 13 days. So this is a troubled person yeah. who needed help. As prosecutors, when someone is a danger to society, you don't give them, you don't put them in a mental health facility. Uh, uh, you put them in, in prison. The other thing I, I think is important to say, let's put this in context. Yes, he was on the train. I ride the train. I've been riding the train in New York City since I was 12 years old. This is what he was Irrelevant. doing. He was shouting that he was hungry, that he was thirsty, and he had little to live for. Hungry, thirsty, and little to live for. And that told Where was the humanity of anyone that was on that train? I would have given him money. Oh, well, if she was on the train, why didn't she do that? To help. This is someone in need, in desperate need. And I am ashamed that someone that was part of our armed forces decided to become a vigilante and kill him. And that's how I feel about it, okay? That's how you feel about it. Number one, you're an absolute, unequivocal, total liar. You wouldn't have given that guy anything no. because you're so full of shit. You would have went the... This, this, is, this is liberal logic. She would have been one of the five people calling the police. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And here's the thing. Because people like that and all these honks standing out here at these BLM little rallies in nowhere town to, to virtue signal and feel good about themselves. If you lived next to St. George Kirby and he was doing what he did for a career in criminality, you would have called the law on him time and time and time again. You, There's a reason you don't live in the type of neighborhood that George St. George Kirby lived in. Because, dude, why not? You can get housing exponentially cheaper than the Lily White Bread McMansion starter home neighborhood that you live in. But you don't. You live there instead of the part of town that St. George Kirby or that guy lived in. Why not take advantage of those lower costs? Because it doesn't bother you. You would have helped him. There's plenty of people in that same position that you don't... Like, that's the thing. If that was where your heart was, why, well, why are you on this show flapping your biatch gums about this nonsense? 
about your opinion that nobody cares about and go down to the mission and freaking feed these people. I've been why, saying the same why thing. Why don't years. you start a mental health facility yourself then? Why don't you petition the legislators to start a mental health facility? That was not a fart. That was my leather chair on that cabinet right there. <laughs> so, but, but yeah. why, not, why not do those things? Because you're an absolute leftist fraud. You're a disingenuous lying piece of shit is what you are. You're a scumbag. And... Oh, it sickens me that a veteran did this. Listen, veterans you don't you don't even deserve to mention veteran status. You're a you're a leech scumbag that does nothing but flap your gums for li- what? Does she have any claim to fame that we don't know about before this show? Not that I'm aware of. But I, I don't even know who this bimbo is. I don't know. Who yeah, she and is. your opinion's irrelevant. But anyway, the uh, not only that. Oh, his father was murdered at four. Or his mother was murdered in front of him at 14 years old. By who? Was it his dad? Who was it? Who mur- like? Well, his dad was the excuse his, to threaten his, people. Absolutely his dad not. Wouldn't have been there. And so, oh, he was yelling that he was hungry. That wasn't all he was yelling oh. because he was telling someone to get the f away from him. He had he had attacked people in the past. He had struck physically struck people. Not to mention, how many times have homeless people pushed people off the platform in front of a moving? You don't know exactly. what this guy is going to do. Yeah. And the, like, the, the thing is, it's not my responsibility to imagine what this guy may or may not do. I've got to, I got to defend myself. And not only that, dude, if you've got, most people have a family to provide for. My obligation is to my family, not to whatever level of lunacy you're practicing today, me to figure out what that is. So I may or may not need to defend myself. Dude, get away from me. And if you don't get away from me, I'll subdue you and it'll go from there. Right. And they, they talk about, well, his history has nothing to do with it. Well, the Marine doesn't care about his history. The thing is, if, in that instance, you don't defend yourself. You don't protect yourself. You probably won't probably won't get a chance to do it again. You don't have to worry about their history because you're there in the now. You're being threatened. You take care of the problem. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you might not get a chance again. His, I agree with that. That's one hundred percent true. But his history breaking down after the fact. His history, his history is relevant to a, a pattern of behavior. Yeah, history of and, violence. But but so they're saying his history doesn't matter. Why? Why? In their mind view, put yourself in their worldview. Why does this history not matter? Because they want to defend somebody doing something that was indefensible. And the context clues, and, and the because of the forty arrest. But but why? Because he's black. Yeah, the, I mean that's what they're saying. They're saying right. history but don't they're, matter. They're, they're defending him, but I'm just like I'm confused. They're defending him. Because he's a black guy. This is liberal logic. I I, I can't. Yeah, and anybody in their right frame of mind even if they're hungry and thirsty are not going to be on there yelling that they're hungry hungry and thirsty yes because they really want to attain those things they would they would well the guy's insane but that's the thing oh he belongs in a mental health facility yes he does why isn't he in one because people like you wanted them shut down number one number two dude y'all don't want to talk about history on in a in a personal context with this guy but you want to talk about history with george zimmerman and I'm not defending what George Zimmerman did. I'm not defending him or or one way or the other. I'm not. I'm not. I don't have an opinion on that. But you want to talk about his history. You want to talk about Derek Chauvin's history. Did you not? Right. You're going to want to talk about this Marine's history, but you're not going to want to talk about this guy's history. You're not going to want to talk about the pattern of behavior that led him to this point. But you want to talk about the pattern of behavior that everybody else's that, that's white. You want to talk about their pattern well, of behavior. They're eternal victims. It's, mm-hmm. They're always the victim. Right. In a historical context, you guys want to regurgitate and go over your version of how American history played out in relation to slavery. You want to talk about that and beat that to death until the cows come home or not. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Dude, that what a disingenuous piece of garbage, dude. That that woman ought to be complimented for being such a beautiful human being. That's what she ought to. You know <laughs> there what I'm you saying? Go. Well, and, and, and like like you said, why isn't why isn't she out there living amongst us people? Why isn't she she giving more? Why doesn't she because like more? every leftist, she's a gargantuan. Yeah, well, I've been saying it for years. If if uh, if all these leftists want to say that uh, the rich don't pay their fair share of taxes, why are you still millionaires? There's nothing that says you can't pay more in taxes. Shut up and pay more. If you think rich people need to pay more, you are rich. Pay more, but you hire people to make sure that you pay the least amount that as as little as you can to the federal government. Why are you doing that? Why don't you just, why don't you just a blanket 75% of your wealth, give it to the IRS every year because you're a hypocrite and you don't believe what you're talking about. No, they want us to pay more, not them. They want to burden. They want to burden the rest of the population. Right. But they're the rich. Mm Mm-hmm. Didn't AOC or a dress that said "Eat the Rich" on it? I wonder what she's worth now. I know we can Google it and see. Ooh, boom roasted. Meanwhile, did that worth the ink printed on that dress? I guarantee you. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. How do we get here? We're supposed to be on this week. An idiot cross dressing confused moron pervert Democrat not job wackos. What happened? There's no intro. Let's do it. Oh no. Oh. Uh, 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 uh. Technical difficulties. I'll let it that out. Sure you will. <laughs> Y'all ready for this? How do you say this guy's name again? I, I think I mispronounced uh, it. Dreyfus. Dreyfus. Do you want her net worth? Yes. Well, first of all, we have to do a fact check because it was reported it was $29 million. That's wrong. How much do you really think it is? <sighs> that, I mean, that's a travesty. This, AOC's worth $29 million. No, they fact checked it, and it's wrong. Okay. Is it higher or lower? It's lower. 27. Three. 13 million. 13 million. How is a bartender from New York and Congress turned congresswoman worth $13 million? <laughs> Everybody knows the answer to that. Is it her, is it her, is it her white redheaded boyfriend? That guy's a creeper, right? <laughs> you, wait, you want to date her, don't you? <laughs> I mean, what was that? Prime Stein Austin or Prime Austin, Primetime Austin Prime guy? Primetime 99. Yeah. Th- then he, then he talked about her, her Latina booty or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I don't want to date her. I couldn't. No, I don't want to date her. You sure about that? I like he's, uh, I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't stand to listen to her talk. You don't love her. You just love her doggy style, <laughs> right? No, I, I cannot date her. It's a song, man. It's okay. It's a song. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 okay. It's not inappropriate. Who sings it? Tupac. I think it's Snoop Dogg. Oh, I think. I used to have to, I didn't have to, but in summers when I was growing up, I would help rehab houses with my cousin who did, you know, jack of all trades, but like construction and uh, rehab stuff. And uh, I can't remember, it was this 99.2 beat jams. It was like the rap station. I had to hear Snoop Dogg all the time. 
pretty miserable. I hate rap music. I've never owned a rap CD in my life. But if I did, it would be Nelly, because Nelly is a hardcore. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I don't know a lot. I don't know a lot about rap, but I know that Nelly would shoot up, and he's way more of a hardened criminal than Tupac Shakur. Or shoot up like drugs? No, he would like kill people. Like PQ oh. shoot up. Yeah, like he's a like said another way, he's a hardcore gangsta, and um, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Tupac, all those guys are imposters. Eminem. Oh, definitely that guy. That guy's so soft. I mean, he is like that. I mean, I'm not arguing. I'm just laughing. Yeah, Eminem, like that guy. You could, dude, I would just have the very first knuckles like across his chin, like the backhand, like. <laughs> and and the thing is, you'd be confused because it would sound like Michael Jackson <laughs> when he got. You know what I'm saying? Like he would squeal like that. So yeah, I, I really don't like that guy. But anyway, way off topic. We're on the New York Post. Jaw star, see? Richard Dreyfus slams new Oscar diversity rules. And so you might be asking yourself why you haven't left us a five-star rating or a review. or It actually wrote, says that in the article. Or uh, yes. set Captain Reverso an email <laughs> yes. at captainreverso at gmail.com. Gmail. Yeah, send him an email. Make him feel great. Hey, Love porns are, are his favorite. They're afraid to do it. <laughs> and little reverse psych- I told you last week, you got to brush up on your reverse psychology. <laughs> Here's the thing. Do those things, please, and subscribe and share anywhere and everywhere, even Idiot Book, if you have it. <clears throat> no, you may be asking yourself why this is in Democrat nutjob wackos. Mm-hmm. And why well, now he, well, I think he's a pervert personally, but he is an idiot. He is confused. He is a moron. He's, he's a, a Democrat. He's a nutjob and he's a wacko, so it qualifies because he's a hardcore Trump hating lefty anyway. Hollywood's new diversity rules are making one actor sick. I say this is on New York Post. If I didn't, it is. Legendary actor Richard Dreyfuss condemned... Isn't he married to that woman from Seinfeld? Yes, he is. Uh, Not a clue. Elaine from Seinfeld. Really? Julia or Julia? Yeah, that's his wife. Yeah. And she's a scumbag, too, in real life. She's nothing like her character, Elaine. Uh, legendary actor Richard Dreyfuss condemned the inclusivity changes that will be implemented for next year's Oscars, saying the new standards make me vomit. Quote, this is an art form. It's also a form of commerce, and it makes money, but it's an art, Dreyfuss said on PBS, firing line with Margaret Hoover. And no one should be telling me as an artist that I have to give in to the latest, most current idea of what morality is. Hmm, interesting from you. Dreyfus, who famously portrayed Matt Hooper in the 1975 horror film Jaws, claimed the standards were legislating people's feelings. Quote, what are, we, what are we risking? Are we really risking hurting people's feelings? You can't legislate that. The political party that you vote for believes you can. And you have to let life be life. And I'm sorry, I don't think there is a minority or a majority in the country that has to be catered to like that. Keep going. Starting in 2024, a film has to meet certain diversity and inclusion standards in four different categories set out by the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences to be considered for best pictures at the Oscars. The categories each pertaining to different aspects of a movie's production would require new diversity measures to be met through on-screen representation, creative leadership and project team, industry access and opportunities, and audience advancement, whatever that means. On-screen representation is classified as at least one lead character from an underrepresented racial or ethnic group having at least 30% of secondary roles from two underrepresented groups, or the main storyline has to focus on an unrepresented group, underrepresented group. 
according to the account, this is, I think this is awesome personally. And I'll, I think this is wonderful. This is a beautiful, phenomenal thing. And I'll just go ahead and say that now. Hollywood is a cesspool, an absolute den of complete perverts who helped usher all this in. And now you're being subjected to the nonsense that you push on us. You don't like it. Yes, and you can't resist it. And you have to, like, I think this is awesome. It's dude. all part of that rules for thee and not for me. Right, so if you want your stupid little moronic goofball, weird, satanic, uh, bail trophy thing, you know who Bale is. Bale? Yes. Like Christian Bale? Yeah, the... No. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got me. <laughs> anyway. He got a little mad for a second. <laughs> He's flustered. <laughs> According to the Academy, underrepresented groups include women, people of color, people who identify as LGBTQ+, or people with disabilities. And the new standards are meant to encourage diversity on and off the screen. Which, this is so arbitrary, it makes zero sense. Dreyfus, who won the Academy Award for Best Actor in 1977 for his role in Goodbye, The Goodbye Girl, defended Lawrence Oliver in Shakespeare's Othello, a Moorish military commander, which he played in blackface. Oliver did it in 1965, and he did it in blackface, and he played a black man brilliantly, Dreyfus said. I am... Being told that I will never have a chance to play a black man is someone else being told that if they're not Jewish, they shouldn't play the Merchant of Venice. Are we crazy? Do we not know that art is art? That is so patronizing, it's so thoughtless, and treating people like children. Couldn't agree more. According to this, Robert Downey Jr. would not have been being able to play an Australian playing a black man in Tropic Thunder. <laughs> mm-hmm. What a brilliant role that was. He wouldn't have been able to do it. We would have been. We would have missed that. I didn't ever watch it. So. Dude, you need to see that. I, I tried watching it. I, I, I couldn't get into well, it. Watch I the, can't watch crap Watch the like clips of him doing that. It's hilarious. I, I've, I've seen some of that. I mean, I, I tried to watch the movie. I, I mean, we rented it, and I, I man, I think I made it like maybe 15 minutes in. Like, I know a lot of people are like, you couldn't watch that. I, I don't know. I'm a dude I playing a dude playing another either. dude. There wasn't much past year 2000 to 2001 that I could get into, man. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like I, like I said, man, the... the uh, 95 to maybe 2001, so Tommy Boy, Black Sheep, Wayne's World, Happy Gilmore, uh, Billy Madison. That was all funny stuff, dude. After that, no. But you got to realize, because I know that you probably hadn't watched the majority of those, were like Tropic I've Thunder. I've seen Happy Gilmore. Yeah, there's a very big difference from... Yeah, that Tropic Thunder, I know what you're talking about. That's like a complete different... Humor and I know it's not supposed to. Yeah. I know that they're not even they're, they're completely different types of movies. Right. I get that, but like, yeah. dude, I, like the, all that stuff changed, man, in my book, dude. So, I obviously I thought The Office was hilarious. That's one of my favorite shows. I thought that when I started in 05 and I thought that was really really funny. But anyway, blackface with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, I'm surprised. He they, has he been vilified for that? By the way, no, no, and he won't. Why? Because he's a leftist. I I, I don't know. I don't know if he is or not either. I'm sure he is. I know I know. he and Rogan talked about it one time, and he said you couldn't get away with it today. I mean, like the show The Office, there's a ton of stuff. They wouldn't, and like I've seen some of the actors talking about it too. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's so much stuff on there that they wouldn't get away with now. And to me, that show doesn't even seem that old. It went off the air in, I think, 2014. It started in 2005. Yeah. And, uh, but that's how fast stuff changes. It's, it's sad. And that's by their standards, obviously. I, mm-hmm. I couldn't care less. I think that stuff is hilarious. 
<clears throat> Dreyfus suggested movies should remain focused on the reality of the story instead of manipulating it to meet a standard of who's in it. Quote, I once worked for a guy who was making a film about the gangsters of the 30s, Dreyfus recalled. I said, why did you change this incident and that incident from the reality? Because the reality was so much more interesting than what you created. And by changing it, you made it simple and smaller. I totally believe that you can make a great film or a great painting or a great opera out of the truth first and try that first. And then if you can't do it, then make up some nonsense. But don't don't tell me you can't do that. The history that history isn't that interesting. So yeah. I think it's funny to see them get a little bit of half a piece of taste of their own medicine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't this fall along the lines of that new or that law that was proposed in California where they had to have so many people diversity people on screen or they wouldn't get certain tax cuts from the state to make the movies. I've heard that. I've I've heard that that's one reason why you see all these new gay characters showing up in movies or characters who were originally in in the storyline white that are black now played by black. black It it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. I don't know if the law ever ever passed, but I know it was proposed. But and I know a lot of that's being forced through, through the Chinese-owned studios. Like, the, the a lot of the intellectual property, the physical right. property is owned by the Chinese. But, but now they have a, fi- a financial incentive to actually do this because because if they don't, they don't get the tax cuts that they would normally get through the state of California for making the movies. California is so, oh, so yeah. absolutely screwed up. I mean, I, I, well, at least they are passing the reparations out there. I don't think they are. <laughs> No, it Newsom's backing down now. Oh, is he? Yeah. Which you don't want to sign he, it. Did you see how much it was going to cost? Oh, yeah. It was outrageous. I bought the, I bought the Rachel Dozo on myself. And it, I forget the, the number. Friend. I forget the number. But it was crazy. I mean, so was, he, and that was only for black people? And reparations for black people or Indian people? I think if you identified as black for so What's long. What's the criteria? You ain't black. What's the criteria? I don't. I don't know, but I know that if you, if you had lived there for a certain amount of time and you identified as black, you would. Uh, I think you would qualify. Wow. Or if you identified as a minority, something. To do so with that. there's no criteria that you had to legally be like. What? That's weird, dude. Yeah, very. So you could identify like Rachel, Rachel Dolezal or whatever. Like she, she could have got that. I think if she lived there, yeah. Well, I know they said it was three times the. The like annual budget for California is what the reparations were going to be. Reparations. Uh, this is. Oh, so it's what? coming to a town near you. No, please don't. He just got a headache. Yeah, I did. It's it's, <laughs> it's tiresome, dude. Well, read this next article. No, it's Governor Newsom. What's that? <laughs> Governor Newsom. <laughs> Rimshot. Starbucks fires trans barista scream. This is Fox News. Buford sent this in. Starbucks fires trans. So I haven't read this yet. Trans barista screaming at customer to get out after being misgendered. Let go of me. Uh, what are you doing? I'm trying to read. I thought you were going to watch the video. Well, here you this, go. This was is, that a video? No. This, is that is that the thing? No, that's not. That's just that's an ad. a United yeah. Ke- a United Kingdom Starbucks coffee shop fired an employee after a kerfuffle. That must be a British thing. Right? Yeah, so. definitely yeah. a kerfuffle. That's that's definitely. A, it sounds like a tasty pastry. I, well, I mean, actually, it sounds <laughs> extremely homosexual. Is the reason it's in this section. <laughs> I hope I never see that word again. Over being misgendered by a customer, Fox News Digital confirmed in the video of the former employee of a Starbucks coffee shop in Bursaford House 
in Southampton, berated a customer, refused service, and hurled accusations that the patron was transphobic after being offended by a misgendering. <laughs> the incident took place at a Starbucks licensee location in April. Those stores are partially owned by an individual who invested in the coffee giant's business and represents more than 50% of the Starbucks international portfolio. Don't ever call me transphobic, ever, the customer said. Called me a her, you're being transphobic, Karen. Now get out, the former employee yelled. Don't ever call me transphobic, the customer repeated. You can call me transphobic all day. I don't, dude, screw you, guy. Listen, sir, you know what I'm saying? Hey, pal, buddy, It's dude. ma'am. Hmm? It's ma'am. Mm-mm. Well, it depends. Was this a biological male or female? No, I'm talking about the video no, I from the gas the station guy, years ago where the, the customer got misgendered and... I didn't see that. What the, you know what you're talking the about. clerk kept calling him sir, and he, it's ma'am. No. <laughs> like this big, like, probably six-foot-five dude, like Jack, wearing high heels. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I saw one of those one time. Actually, I saw, I told you I saw one on vacation, but I, I saw, like, a ripped one uh, with, with some friends at Wendy's, in fact, one day. And uh, they were, like, making fun. Like, dude, stop. That dude is massive, and he'll whip all your asses <laughs> like well, I'll stand back and watch. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, is there a video for this, or is this just yeah? There, yeah, there, there is. is a there video. Is. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You want to see the video? Yeah, of course. There he is. Here we go. Yeah, that's a dude. He's wearing yoga pants. Watch, watch this. Apparently, yeah, yeah look at here. Said something transphobic. Watch, watch. What makes him think he can do that? Just grab the phone. He's in Europe. He can't do anything about it. Or England. Wait, now he's trying to take his phone. That's not very ladylike. <laughs> I'd beat him like the man he thought he used to be. That dude slapped the snot out of you. Yeah, I'm sure he would. That dude bend you over and spank you like you were, like you were his kid. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it crazy though how far that's permeated? Because you like, it's over there, it's everywhere. But I guarantee you, it ain't no Middle Eastern countries. I guarantee oh, you, it ain't no. in China. It's not like, Russia. If no. this had no. happened Ukraine. in America, would that barista have been fired? Nope. Don't think so. No, it's, I don't think it's so not either. Ukraine where half these pink-haired stand with. Yeah, yeah. They no, they don't have no like. No. That's the thing. Well, now yeah, we, we ain't got time for no. all that. Ain't nobody got time for all that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much, and we will catch you next week. Have a happy Monday. That's too true for radio. And all you can't sing about it, they'll show you the door. Cause Nashville ain't got any balls anymore. They cast you aside, hope you'll tuck tail and leave. But you ain't ever met an old boy quite like me. Well, I'd rather be real than put on a fake show, but that's too true for.